0: Hello. This is the Newborn Screening Spotlight. This podcast is about the advancement of rare disease research, told by health professionals, researchers, parents, and advocates. This podcast is for you to learn how Newborn Screening Research saves the lives of babies every day through the discovery of new technology and treatment. You will hear stories from experts who treat babies, the families who care for them, and the researchers who make it all happen. We're from the Newborn Screening Translational Research Network, also known as the NDSTRN. trn our work is supported by one of the institutes at the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, called the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development, also known as NICHD. We're from American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics, also known as ACMG, and ACMG leads the MBSTRN. Hello, I am Dr. Jennifer Taylor, a genomic scientist at ACMG, working on several projects at the Newborn Screening Translational Research Network. In this episode titled, Exploring the Newborn Screening System from Discovery to Diagnosis, I will highlight how research, and in particular, the discovery of new technologies to screen, diagnose, and treat all begin with a newborn in the first days following birth. Whether it is a physiological test performed in the newborn screening nursery or a blood sample collected and saved as small drops of blood on filter paper. Researchers conduct special studies or investigate new ways to detect and treat disease in the newborn or childhood period, and these innovations enable the number of screen conditions, to increase from one condition in the 1960s to over 60 conditions today. Dr. Amy Brower, who is a co-host of the Newborn Screen Spotlight podcast, discussed the list, also known as the Recommended Uniform Screening Panel. But the newborn screening community refers it to as the Rust. I encourage you to listen to the previous episode, episode four, titled Getting on the List, to learn more about the process of nominating a condition to the RUSP. The RUSP contains many different types of conditions. There are thousands of genetic disorders, and research studies work to develop new treatments and new screening and diagnostic technologies that are needed to identify and diagnose infants with rare conditions. This is why it is important for scientists and clinicians to continue to work on newborn screening research Because at the end of the day, the research is about saving babies through the early identification of newborns through screening. Research leads to an increase in the number of types of conditions that are part of newborn screening. The process of newborn screening informs the type of research, projects, and vice versa. Let's take a look at what happens in the first steps of routine newborn screening. When the mother delivers a baby, screening happens both In the newborn nursery and from a blood specimen collected on filter paper in the first days after birth and sent to the laboratory for testing. The blood specimen, also called a dried blood spot, is a very convenient sample because it is easy to ship to the lab. The majority of conditions are screened using the dried blood spot. However, hearing and congenital heart disease are screened in the newborn nursery using physiological tests. Information that may impact the interpretation of the dried blood spot is collected on the filter paper card and plays an important role in the analysis of the sample. The public health department has individuals who perform laboratory tests on the dry blood spot and team members who manage the results and follow-up testing if follow-up testing is needed. So once the specimen gets to the lab, it is accessioned, meaning the data on the card is into the information management system so the specimen can be tracked. Several small circles are cut out of the blood spot card so that multiple laboratory tests can be run. Remember, newborn screening is a panel of conditions. The majority of the conditions are tested on an instrument known as a mass spectrometer that looks at different metabolites, But there are also many other tests that are run as well. The public health laboratories are very busy because they receive hundreds to thousands of specimens per day, and they all need to be tested in a timely manner. So laboratories have set up very efficient workflows to test and send out screening results, ideally before a child is seven days old. So what happens to the results after the screening is complete? If all laboratory tests are negative, a report is sent to your pediatrician, usually within seven days after your child is born. And you can ask your doctor about the screening results during your child's first doctor's visit. In some cases, one or more of the tests can have a result that the laboratory is not able to interpret. So they might call or send a report to the to your physician asking for another specimen to be collected so they can run the test again. If any of the tests have a positive result, that means that a newborn may have a condition that needs immediate follow-up by a doctor. But I'd like to remind people that this is a screening test, and a positive result does not always mean that a child will be diagnosed with a condition. Screening tests by definition, are strategy used in medicine to look for people that are at higher risk for a particular condition. I like to think of an analogy looking, at looking for needles in a mountain of hay. If you just sift through with your hands, it takes too long to find needles. But let's say you have a metal detector. You can target areas that have metal so you will probably find the needle faster. However, metal detectors are not that specific so you might find other metal objects that are not needles too. Screening works the same way. It's a tool to identify babies that are at higher risk for newborn screening conditions. Say you live in a state where over 100,000 babies are born each year and the newborn screening system is looking for a couple hundred infants um, with newborn screening conditions. It is important to note that a child who screens positive for a certain condition needs to be evaluated by a specialist that has expertise and diagnosing and treating individuals with a particular condition. The specialist may ask for specific laboratory tests called confirmatory and diagnostic tests to be performed. So how do you know what conditions are being screened in your state? Although a federal advisory committee recommends a list of conditions for screening, each state, territory, and D.C. decides which condition to screen. MBS-TRN created a tool called the Newborn Screening Virtual Repository of States, Subjects, and Samples, also known as nbs vr This data tool is used to provide national and state level views of these policies and procedures. Using this tool, you can answer to questions such as uh, which condition to screen, whether and how to store residual dry blood spots, whether to obtain consent from parents for the use of dry blood spot, and whether to conduct long-term follow-up of diagnosed cases. Please check out our website at nbstrn.org. There are also other sources of information that you can visit for information about the conditions that are part of newborn screening. NBS Condition Resource on the nbs website provides a list of conditions screened from across the United States and links to important information. There are also resources designed for parents and families. Genetic Alliance has a resource called Baby's First Test that prepares expecting parents for the newborn screening process. The Health Resources and Services Administration, also known as HRSA, has the Newborn Screening Information Center that provides information about the different conditions. For researchers and clinicians, the National Library of Medicine at NIH hosts MedGen, designed to be a collection of the latest research in diseases. So after screening is complete, and in most cases, only a portion of the blood spot is used for screening. Many states store the leftover dry blood spot so it can be used in research and to improve the laboratory processes as well, an example of a research study using dried blood spots is a series of studies investigating genes that may increase risk for childhood leukemia. So, what is NBSTRN doing to help with the newborn screening process? NBSTRN housed in at ACMG is a key component of the Kelly Hunter Newborn Screening Research Program at the NICHD. To help advance research in the newborn screening process, we host a monthly call where state programs who are conducting pilots or conditions that are either newly recommended to newborn screening or candidates for newborn screening report their findings. We have a variety of data tools and resources on our website for researchers, healthcare professionals, families and advocate groups and state newborn screening programs to advance newborn screening research. By facilitating the research, this enables secondary analysis on accumulated data. It supports efforts by advocates and parents to explain newborn screening through the nomination to the list and by helping to amplify your voice and support in newborn screening research. One effort that MBSTRN is involved in is the Duchenne Newborn Screening Consortium which is a partnership between NBS trn Parent Project Muscular Dystrophy, and the New York State Department of Health to conduct a prospective pilot for Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Duchenne muscular dystrophy is a condition that causes the muscles in the body to become weak and damaged over time. And recent discoveries to treat this disorder has led interest in newborn screening for this condition. So how can you, the listener, get involved? Support newborn screening research by becoming a member of MBS-CRN. Support the MBS Save Lives Act currently under review by Congress. If you are a parent with a child of a condition that is part or could be a part of newborn screening, consider becoming a member of mbs to connect with researchers, healthcare professionals, other parents, advocacy groups, and state newborn screening programs. If you are a student, reach out and join the mbs team for a focused internship. If you are a researcher, join mbs to advance your ideas and accelerate discoveries by using our data tools and resources. If you are a clinician, we welcome your involvement as we work to realize the goal of newborn screening, saving babies through early identification and treatment. Thank you for listening to this episode of Newborn Screening Spotlight. If you like our podcast, please subscribe and share an episode with your colleagues, friends, and family. Get involved. Stay informed. Help us advance discoveries. Together, Together let's, let's increase, increase the, the impact, impact of newborn screening research, research by listening to your stories. stories.